Lakers retired both of Kobe Bryant's numbers. Eight and 24. He wore eight for half his career, 24 for the other half. Retired both his numbers. Seems like overkill. Kobe is one of those guys that's an all-time great, no question. But he's also overrated. If Kobe Bryant had played in Memphis, no one would know who he is. And I certainly don't feel like Kobe is the greatest Laker ever. Magic Johnson was better. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was better. Jerry West, Wilt Chamberlain. I'd go with all those guys over Kobe. But Kobe is great. He won without Shaq. In fact, Kobe made L.A. get rid of Shaq, specifically, so he could win without Shaq. Kobe called his shot. But why would you retire two numbers? Is that to imply that Kobe's twice as good as everybody else? You bet your ass it is. If Kobe would have known that retire both his numbers, he'd have worn three numbers, maybe four, maybe five. Hey, Kobe Bryant, you got your number retired. Congratulations. Guess what else? You just made the list. Uh, Kobe Bryant's real good. But retiring two numbers is a bit much. And he's no Magic Johnson. You can debate if Kobe's better than, like, Jerry West. Uh, he's obviously not better than Will Chamberlain, but Will Chamberlain spent most of his career as a Philadelphia uh, warrior, 76 or whatever. But with Kobe and Magic, there's no debate with Magic. Magic was way better. Magic Johnson changed basketball. A six foot nine point guard. I mean, wow. The list brought to you by Matt Mertz, Plumbing Cut on a name you can trust. Call 412-333-WXDX. I, I always do that. I keep giving the number for the station. Don't call us for your plumbing, heating, and cooling needs. That's stupid. Call 412-367-0815. Let's go to Max in the truck. Max, go to Mark Madden Show. Hey, Mark. Hey, uh, I guess what I'm hung up about in this whole Jesse James uh, catch thing was at what point would he have been considered a, a runner? At what point do you call a runner with the football a runner? The minute you complete the catch. He didn't complete the catch. But he did take, if you look at the tape, and I'm sure you have a hundred times, if you look at it, at it he, his right foot does touch the ground, and he pushes off with it, and his left uh, foot. Everything you say is true. It did not meet their criteria for completing the catch. And then his knee, and then his elbow, and then the ball comes out after. I heard you the first time. It did not complete the catch according to the NFL's criteria. It's a crap rule, but I don't know I don't know what you want me to say. It's like all you Yinzers want me and other media types to say, you know what, you're right, they got screwed. But but according to the rule, they didn't get screwed. It's a screwy rule, but the rule didn't screw the Steelers. Jesse James not completing the catch is what screwed the Steelers. I've often wondered since then, and of course it would have been better, Jesse James uh, just falling down with the ball and securing the catch, giving the Steelers the ball at the one, obviously would have been better. Obviously. You're going to get a couple cracks. Maybe you run the ball on one play. You don't really hurt them. They weren't as prepared as, well, didn't appear to be as prepared as they should have been uh, after the James touchdown got overturned. 
And then they throw that ball to Hayward Bay, who gets tackled inbounds. A bad play call, bad decision by Ben, bad by Hayward Bay, not getting out of bounds. And if Hayward Bay saw he couldn't get out of bounds, he should have just let the ball hit the ground. By the way, Todd Haley was asked about all that today. Ray Fittipaldo in the Post-Gazette, who's a very good football writer. Ray talked to Todd Haley. But it's what Ray writes at the beginning of his column that I, I thought was uh, was good stuff. The most criticized possession of the season has been second-guessed the past four days. Should the Steelers have had two plays called? Why wasn't Martavis Bryant on the field? Why did the operation seem so harried? As it turns out, all of these questions were born as the result of the second on pass play to Darius Hayward Bay not being properly executed. After the Jesse James touchdown was overturned by replay review, the next play had quarterback Ben Roethlisberger having to throw in the end zone, incomplete or complete, with the receiver getting out of bounds. The only thing that could not happen did when Hayward Bay was tackled in bounds that kept the clock running and led to the fateful final play when Roethlisberger's pass intended for Eli Rogers was intercepted in the end zone. That's by Ray Fittipaldo. Here's a quote from Haley. There are lots of times we have two plays called in the huddle. That was an incomplete or out-of-bounds situation. You cannot in that situation get caught in the field of play. We call plays accordingly. That normally would be Antonio Brown coming across the field, which would get a lot of attention. We had four guys in the end zone. They made us hot, which they hadn't done all day. We probably have to make sure Hay Bay gets out of bounds or gets the ball thrown away, unquote. Now, if you want to read between the lines, and how could you help but, that's what's fun. If you want to read between the lines... Haley's blaming Ben for not making the right pass, for not getting the ball out of bounds, for not throwing an incompletion if nothing better avails itself. And, hey, turnabout fair play. Ben pointed at Haley. Haley pointed at Ben. I'm not sure those two should work together anymore after this year. Let's go to Adam in the car. Adam, you're on with Mark. Just wanted to talk about how the injured nations all fired up by the Jesse James no catch. And I got no problem with the call according to the rule, but you never heard a thing about it around here when Des Bryant got his kicks taken away in 2014. Well, well bro, that's because around here the, the, the Steeler fans don't care about Des Bryant. They don't care about the Cowboys. The only thing they have done is drawn a parallel between that Brandon Cooks catch, which appeared very similar in terms of securing the catch, completing the catch, rather, Seemed very similar to what James did, and the Cooks catch was upheld, and the uh, Jesse James catch was not. I understand the frustration there, but every officiating expert, you know, the ex-officials that work for the networks now, they've all said that the Cooks call was the bad one, and the James call was the correct one. Let's go to Art in Oakland. Art, you're on with these super genius. Hey, Mark, first-time caller. Right. Hey, so when the Steelers lose in a divisional round, uh, who do you think gets fired? I don't think anybody gets fired, and I don't think they're going to lose in the divisional round. It sounds to me like you think someone should get fired, like you're almost rooting for someone to get fired, so why don't you tell me who you want to see get fired? Well, it's not that I want to see somebody get fired. No, not you. the same old thing. Okay, so tell me who you think should get fired because of the same old thing. 
I'd start maybe with the defense coordinator, maybe the offense coordinator. The defensive coordinator. The defensive coordinator has painted pretty close to a Rembrandt some Sundays with watercolors. I mean, he has not a lot to work with. He's done just fine. Offensive coordinator, I'd have got rid of him a long time ago, but I'm not sure they're going to. I think it might come down to Haley or Ben coming back next year, and I hope the Steelers make the right choice. I don't think you'll see that choice announced per se. But, but you know, I, I that guy hung up. He was moving to getting Tomlin fired. Then he wants Tomlin fired because it's the same old thing. Look at Tomlin's record. And he's won a Super Bowl, been in another. Look at some of the towns in the league that haven't come close to a Super Bowl. Look at Cincinnati where Marvin Lewis is finally moving on. Do I think Tomlin has shortcomings? Yes. But I can guarantee you this. Whoever succeeds Tomlin as the next Steelers coach will not be as good or do as good. Let's go to uh, John in Mount Lebanon. John, you're on with Mark. Hey, how's it going, Mark? What up? Hey, uh, I think that I'm not going to bellyache, obviously, about the call. I mean, it is what it is. But I think one big blemish that I get to fall out from it is that the Steelers are actually going to have to play the last two weeks of the season. Uh, without Brian, or Brian, Brown, sorry, uh, they're obviously going to have to lean on Bell 30, 35 touches, even though they're playing the Texans and the Browns. I mean, there's still a lot of potential, you know, Luke missing out on the bye by losing to one of his teams and also a lot of potential injuring one of our oh, players. Oh, no, bro, it sucks. It sucks. And you've actually uh, done uh, the show a service by pointing out something that people haven't dwelled on as much. Now they've got to play the last two games like they mean something, and uh, they can't rest starters. Although I still think if they beat Houston, I would go to get a big lead against Cleveland right away and then sit everybody at halftime. Yeah, but you're still going to have to depend on Bell. And, I mean, you're not going to throw the ball to DHB down the field or Bryant or Well, I did like there, something. But... Thank, thank you for the call, uh, Dustin, uh, or whatever your name was. Uh, one thing Cabali said I didn't like is that he says Bell's nursing that knee. Uh, let me tell you something. If Bell gets hurt, it's all over. It's all over. If he can't play in the playoffs, it's all over. And James Conner finally got his carries and got hurt. James Conner gets hurt a lot. He does. That's no knock. It's simply fact. James Conner gets hurt a lot. Let's go to Dustin. This is Dustin in the car. Dustin, you're on with Mark. How you doing, Mark? Good. What up? Uh, I just, I'm curious, again, the catch, everybody keeps talking about it, but I wonder had it happened in the middle of the second quarter, Going into the end zone the same way, would it have been a scrutinized and would it have been called the uh, same Of course, if, if, if it has to be scrutinized, well, any scoring play gets scrutinized. So, yeah, it would have been scrutinized, of course. Would have taken the full five minutes that it took this time? Well, you act like the five minutes somehow cheated the Steelers. All the five minutes did was make me fall asleep. I was in Vegas, had been drinking a lot. I think that it should have given them an opportunity to put a couple plays together in that five minutes. Just no question. Case, the Steelers I should have been readier coming out of that review than it appeared to me they were. Thank you for the call. Okay, normally it's time to ask Mark anything, but homie, don't play that today. You can ask Mark anything about the Steelers. Steeler calls only right now because after that we've got hockey calls only for the Hockey Night Show. Steeler calls only right now. Ask Mark anything about the Steelers about upcoming games, about the New England game, of course, which we will never stop talking about. And by never, I mean never. We will never, ever stop talking about the New England game. And when the Steelers lose to New England in the AFC Championship, 
people will talk more about the regular season game because that's where the season will be perceived to have been blown. And I'm not so sure that won't be accurate. 412-333-WXDX. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Yeah, the intensity and the talents. Hey, what's up, Mark? Big fan. Adults don't want kids to be funny. I'm immature, so I don't count. The X at 105.9. Time not to ask Mark anything, but only about the Steelers. We're going to do that more, like uh, limit what you can ask during Ask Mark Anything, which kind of gets away from the original intent of Ask Mark Anything, but I've been doing it for 21 years. If I want to tweak it, I'll tweak it. But some shocking news just breaking. Absolutely shocking news. Papa John has quit as the CEO of Papa John's. Well, what do they call it now? But Papa John has quit as the CEO of Papa John's. I think this is terrible. As somebody who grew up without a father, now generation upon generation of pizza will have to do the same thing moving forward. This is just terrible. Ask Mark Anything brought to you by Chipino Restaurant Cigar Bar, the city's best seafood and chop house. Be sure to check out Chipino in the Strip. Thanks to everyone uh, for coming down today. we got a little bit of time left, but uh, Buford's Kitchen on 5th, always a great place to go before the Penguin game. Tomorrow's show will be absolutely ruined by Liverpool visiting Arsenal in an English Premier League game. It will be struck down dead uh, from the minute it starts till the minute the game ends. If you find that entertaining, then please do listen. I'll, I'll do my best. But it's Christmas time. At our office, in Christmas time, no one's there. No one's there at all. The salespeople, the executives, only people like me, the tech guys, we work all the time because without us, there is no radio station. All those people who think they're so important, they're really superfluous. They don't show up for days at a time over Christmas, and it doesn't mean a damn. Hell, they could just stay home, period. It wouldn't mean a damn. I w- and what means a damn, perhaps I've said too much. Anyway, um, let's go to Bob in the car. Bob, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark, do you agree with me that they lost that game not at the end with all that whatever that went on, but earlier in the game when they got the eight-point lead and they sat on the ball and didn't try to add on? Yeah, uh, I thought they played too conservative when they had a lead. I thought they should have gone for quick strike scores like they have all season. I thought the drive they gave New England that turned out to be the winning march was far too easy. I would say far too quick, but at least it gave the Steelers the ball back. And then, of course, you have the specific moments. Like, Sean Davis dropped an interception, hit him right in the friggin' hands. Should have been game over. If Jesse James holds on to that ball, never mind completing the catch and scoring a touchdown, if he just holds on to it and they get the ball at the one, I think they win the game, too. By the time it came down to the last play, that comedy of errors, after throwing a ball in bonds to Hayward Bay that I still can't explain, the game was still winnable then and there. But it probably, to many respects, had been lost already. Let's go to David in North Hills. David, ask Mark anything. What up, Double M? What up? Hey, what do you think about Mike Munchak as a potential replacement for Todd Haley at the offensive coordinator spot? Why would you want an offensive lineman to be the offensive coordinator? Uh, he was a head is coach, it, though. Mike, yeah, he was a terrible head coach. Mike Munchak is in the job he should be in, teaching guys to block. He's great at that. Anything above that, he's mostly proven he cannot do. Let's go to Butcher and McCandless. Butcher, ask Mark anything. 
Butcher, are you there? Well, the butcher must have chopped his hand off or some such. Okay, now it's time to talk hockey. Whittle the old switcheroo there. I want hockey calls only. We'll be talking to Josh Showy to end the show, but right now, you can talk to me, the area's foremost media hockey authority, about the Penguins. It's hockey talk only, because we got the Hockey Night Show up next on 105.9. The super genius, Mark Madden. Hello, is this Mark Madden? Mark, this is the Snake Norm McDonald. How the hell are you? What's going on now sucks, but that sucked too, and it was boring. The X at 105.9. Double M on the X. It's not time for the Hockey Night Show, brought to you by Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman, the three wise men. Going to talk to Josh Oey of TheAthletic.com in just a minute. Right now, let's go to Bill in the Jeep. Bill, you're on the Hockey Night Show. Hey, Mark, how you doing? What up? Hey, not too much. Hey, uh, what do you think the departure of um, Rick Tockett has affected the uh, lineup for the Penguins as far as their game plan? I, 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 don't, I don't think it's hurt uh, more than very superficially. I know there are some people who point to, you know, Tockett being gone and Recky having taken his place as some kind of magic pill that's taken the Penguins down a, a negative path. But what was Tockett's main job, supposedly? When he was an assistant here. Okay, you could hang up. It was to ride hard over Phil Kessel to be the Kessel Whisperer. Well, Phil Kessel's playing better than ever. That's no knock on talk and the work he did here, but uh, I don't think the assistant coaching change is more than a very minimal factor. A talk's gone, but Rex is a real good hockey guy. Let's go to Chris in the car. Chris, you're on the Hockey Night Show. Hey, Super Genius. What up? Hey, I have a question. How do you feel about both Latane and uh, Cole Flick? Because I feel like Latane has kind of been uh, not holding up to uh, what his salary cap is so far. Okay, what do you want to do with them? I know, I know, trade's not really in, like, in, the, in the picture there, but he I has mean, a no movement clause. So, what do you want to do with them? Not so sure, but like, what? Okay, good call. Saying. Thanks. Up next. Going to talk to, I mean, if you have an answer, have an answer, not just mumble. Uh, up next, Josh Joey from The Athletic. It's the Hockey Talk.